Welcome to the DLTV podcast. I'm Marcus Mulcahy. Our guest today is Rachel Crellin, Senior Project Officer with the Digital Learning Branch at the Victorian Department of Education and Training. So, Rachel, welcome to the DLTV podcast. It's great to have you on. Before we get going, can you give us a bit of an outline as to your role at the Digital Learning Branch? Yeah, and thanks for thanks for having me. Um, it's really great to be able to talk to all your members. My role is a a senior project officer. So we provide resources and supports to help teachers use ICT in their classrooms. So one of the major projects I'm working on this year is the development of an online hub for software tools and resources. We're trying to get like a one-stop shop for all things digital. In time, it will replace Edustar and Fuse, but it will also bring in virtual and professional learning. So that's probably one of my main roles. And we're ready to launch the events part and the software part early next year. So that'll be really exciting like the software section we're hoping it provides like one place where students and teachers can go and access all the software that's available to them you know like Minecraft and ClickView and Adobe and Style and all that sort of stuff and the event centre will act a little bit like an Eventbrite so where you can go and find your virtual classroom sessions as well as professional learning, both virtual and face-to-face. Then the second part is we're going to develop a learning resource section. So that'll start early next year, so that's a little while off. But to get ready for that, my main role this year is has been working on that, but it's been doing a lot of research into what teachers want. So how do they use digital content? What's relevant and quality digital content? What resources do they want? And we actually spoke to over 250 teachers, so got information from over 250 teachers and we're getting all that data together now which will sort of inform the next stage of of our project. Rachel, I love it. Is it a big branch you're working? Are you the only person there or is there a few? (laughs) No, it's a big branch. We've got about 10 people. Oh, 10. Okay. That's quite a a large size. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't do do even a quarter of that on my own. Now, Rachel, were you a teacher originally? I was, yes. I started off as a secondary teacher. I taught home economics, textiles and health. Then I came into the department uh, many, many, many years ago and I come in working on health curriculum and health policy. And then as often happens, you you know, you sort of move around in these places and I transitioned into the e-learning team branch when the alternate project first started and it was because of a, the, the welfare and health background because a lot of that information was going to be, the alternate was going to support a lot of, you know, that attendance and, you know, we're going to look at a lot of the curriculum in there. So I come in from that and I've been here ever since. So my role really changed from that of health curriculum policy over to digital learning and ICT in the classroom. Nice stuff, Rachel. As you said, you you speak to a lot of teachers and you're out there and about in different schools across Victoria. I'm really keen to hear sort of some of the cool things you've actually seen in schools, uh, I guess, in the last year or so. Is there anything sort of specially which has really struck you? So many, so many things. Every time I go out to a school, I'm always amazed at the great things that are happening and um, and I love getting out and seeing what's happened in, in schools. The ones that excite me the most, the ones that consistently excite me are the student-led projects. For example, some of the student-led conferences like the, the ones that your kids were doing out at Carum yeah. were just amazing. The, the way that kids were teaching other kids about programming and about robotics. And I was just so impressed with the commitment and the passion that they showed in, in doing that. And those sort of examples, um, I've also been to ones at Dallas Brook Primary School. They had some really great student-led conferences. And you just look at them and think, this is a perfect example of deep learning. You know, these kids have just taken their learning to that whole different level and just, just amazing, those things 
things I, I find really cool. Some of the other stuff, I think using some of our software, like we've got the Adobe Creative Cloud suite and some of the stuff that kids create with that are amazing. Not only for the learning, you can really see the learning that's going on behind it, but the professionalism in their presentation, they're presenting these things that are just amazing. They're, they're industry standard and, and that just blows my mind when I see things like that. But the other one that that I think has been really cool in the last 12 months is Minecraft Education Edition. Oh, nice. It's just... Yep. Yeah, it's just created a real excitement along, you know, among students and teachers. I love it when teachers get excited about stuff too. It just changes their whole teaching style. And I think because you've got all those different options in Minecraft, you know, you can do the collaboration, you can do the creating, and you can just go right down into the programming. Like, it's a really good all-rounder. And I, the addition of Mini Melbourne in, in the Minecraft world is just fantastic. I just think Melbourne looks gorgeous in Minecraft. And I love seeing the way schools are using it. So some are using it, are they using it across the whole curriculum? I've, I've heard of schools who are using it to explore the CBD before a trip to the city and they're finding that kids are actually, you know, they're exploring and they're learning all the streets and they're learning where everything is and they actually get out physically and go, oh yeah, I know these things. You know, they can recognise all the different landmarks. And then others are just going right through to redesigning the city and we've done some work with kids on sustainability options and growing food on rooftop gardens and just really great stuff happening in Minecraft. It's been a great bonus for all of us. Thank you for doing that. Were you guys behind that, your branch, was it? Or was, it, was your branch <laughs> yeah. behind that? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, that, that was one of the ones that we procured. Um, oh, nice. We really wanted to get didn't have a lot of software for primary schools. Like most of our software was for secondary schools and there's a whole range of reasons behind that, but uh, uh, the, the funding originally come through to do with secondary laptops. So that's where the, the software come from. And we really wanted to say, what could we do for primary schools? Because we didn't have a lot for them. So Minecraft was a really good one to, to get for, for primary schools, but we've also got it for secondary. And we found that even secondary students, they'll say, oh, Minecraft, God, you know, that's, that's for little kids. And then they get into it and they go, oh, this is yeah. really fun. Well, and they start to do, yeah, they do some really good things in it. That's really cool. Now, Rachel, look, look, it's a big world out there with lots of things happening and uh, schools have got so much coming at them all the time with ideas and concepts. So, you know, in terms of challenges, what are the what do you think are the, the main challenges sort of facing schools in Digitech STEM education at the moment? There are a lot of challenges, aren't there? I, yeah. I think... I think it's at a few different levels. So one of the challenges I think is supporting leadership. Like we know how important leadership in a school is. When you think about the expenditure on digital technologies and infrastructure and a school's budget, it's their second largest budget item behind staffing. Like it's a significant investment that, you know, the government has made, the department and schools make. And of course, this requires real expertise and strategic planning and ongoing focus on implementation. So that's a real challenge. How do we how do we properly support leadership to to utilise that investment and get the most out of it? In the department, we've been running ICT planning workshops, which are for school leadership, and it's to get them to use the online tool and other resources to get the most out of their digital tools. So we've got some strategies in place to try to support schools. But that in itself is a huge challenge because we know that the schools that implement this the best have the leadership who really understand where they need to go with this. Of course, once you get to the classroom level, in secondary school, there's significant numbers of out-of-field teachers in this area. And, and that's a real challenge. The majority of these teachers we know are doing an amazing job with the tasks they've been given and, and they're doing great stuff. But 
it can be really tough to teach out of field. Like if you're not totally confident with your with your area and you're thrown into teach, that's tough. So I think that's a challenge. How do we how do we support those teachers who are out of field and, and how do we then advocate so that we're getting more teachers who who are coming in with um with that expertise? We do see similar in primary schools because it's not necessarily that they're out of field because they're specialists, so they're supposed to be across the board. But we do have many teachers reporting that they've got low confidence and capability in teaching these STEM-based subjects. So how do we support them? And that's a huge thing. They've got to feel a little bit comfortable in that. Our STEM team are actually working on a couple of projects at the moment, looking at that, looking at out-of-field teachers, and also they've got an initiative called the Primary Math Science Specialist Teacher Program, where they're actually training up teachers in a primary school to be the specialist maths or the specialist science teacher and then go in classrooms and, and really support that across the whole school. So we have got things in place to try to, to help, but they are definitely challenges. And of course, one of the big challenges um, in our area is, as, as always, is often definitions. There's still some confusion to what exactly is STEM and what's digital technologies and what's ICT. So just those real basic, and as we know, when when we've all got a similar language, that's when you can start to have those professional conversations a lot more. When the language is a little bit confused, you've sort of got to get it past that barrier before you can have those deep nice. professional conversations. We do occasionally get things like, you know, can we teach coding instead of languages because, you know, isn't coding a language and, you know, or um, or, or it, we're teaching we're teaching coding so we've got Scratch or we've got CodeDog or so we're covering the curriculum. And it's all like, well, yeah. there's one part, you know, that's one part and that's great and, you know, there's some great things that you're doing but it's still not officially digital technologies. Now, Rachel, you obviously you play with the technology a bit. I'm just keen to know, have you got a favourite DigiTech or STEM resource that you sort of your go-to thing that you think, yeah, this always works and I love showcasing this one or talking about this one or playing <laughs> with this thing? Is it, is it something, Rachel? Well, look, there's a few, and, and this is going to sound really boring, I know, but my favourite resource is the, the curriculum. Oh, <laughs> the Rachel. I love our curriculum. I, I think so much work has been done in developing it. It's really thorough. It's my constant, like whenever I'm working with any curriculum or any resource development or any, you know, anything like that, I'm constantly on that website, double checking and, and looking at, I, I really look at the verbs, you know, what what are we trying to get kids to do here? Are they analysing? Are they identifying? Are they exploring? So I, and I know that probably sounds a little bit nerdy, but I like to go really deep in the curriculum, so that's probably one of my favourites. But some of my others that I point to all the time, I really like the resources that were developed by the VCAA specialist teachers, and, and if people haven't seen them, they're on the VCAA website under Digitech, and, and they're also in Fuse. Those teachers who come in, those specialist teachers, had a really great knowledge of the curriculum, and they developed really good resources. They understood what teachers needed in the classroom. So I think that they're great and they're, they're fantastic for helping teachers get to know the curriculum a lot better. So I always point to those. And if I was a, a teacher out there doing something, I'd definitely be using those. The Digital Technologies Hub is an amazing resource just for its range of classroom resources like you've got planning you've got the classroom stuff you've got professional support we were involved quite in, in developing that in victoria and i also really like the visa MOOCs. I, I just think they're a really handy way to get to know the curriculum my advice for teachers is is do them 
MOOC in a small group in your school so that, because when we did them in here, we, we did them in small groups so that we could sort of support each other and, and keep each other on track. And and I reckon by the time you've finished your, your MOOC, most of your Digitech course is planned out, like week by week by week, they're taking you through different processes and you can have a great Digitech course at the end of that that then you can just add your stuff in and, and really personalise it. We work closely with both the Digital Hub people and the, the CESA team and they, they produce quality resources. And finally, one of my all-time favourites, which we've got on Fuse, is the Hello Ruby series by Linda Lucas. Mm. I, I that's just think they're gorgeous. Yep, that's a real yep. We bought Linda out here last year to work yes. with some of our teachers. Yep. We saw and, a, Digi- um, and she presented- a Digicon as well too, I think, yeah. Yep, yep. She presented at Digicon and, oh, she was fantastic. And I love her philosophy on digital technologies um, and, and just her attitude I just thought was gorgeous. So, yeah, she was a really good one. Now, Rachel, you spoke a whole lot about some of the future direction of your branch, but is there anything you have missed that you want to talk about in terms of future plans for Digitech and STEM education in schools? Are you sort of Is there yeah. a vision we're thinking about here? Yeah, look, we've got really exciting plans for our future at the moment. The, the online hub is probably the, the central thing. Yeah. And, and that's going to make it easier for teachers and students to find resources. We found that from the research that we did, people said we can't find anything. We, they, they, valued, they valued what the department was providing, but they found it hard to find and they found it hard to search. And so that research gave us a better idea of what teachers wanted. And they, they wanted us to provide, you know, the good quality stuff that they, they know they can trust. And they loved going out and using all their other stuff and, you know, getting stuff through TeachMeets and finding stuff from colleagues. But they said they, they really liked the department just being that one that, you know, they can go to and, and this is something that's going to be good. We have, a, like, our software range, we've got about $20 million spent on software and we're reviewing it all the time. So for our what we've just done and, you know, one of our future plans, we've just renegotiated licences with Adobe Creative Cloud, ClickView, Sabayless, LinkedIn.com, which is a, a, a professional learning suite. We've also procured Boardmaker online, which is a really great tool for special schools. We had Style for the science resource for Year 7 and 8. We've just extended that to Year 9 and 10. We got such good feedback from Year 7 and 8 teachers that we were able to put an argument forward that we needed that for Year 9 and 10 as well. And as I said before, most of our software has been for secondary schools, so we're negotiating more software for primary schools, and we're right in the middle of negotiations at the moment. So hopefully we'll have some really great resources for primary schools coming out very soon. And another one that we've got coming up, which I think is really cool, is we're going to do some further work on Mini Melbourne with the Metro Tunnel people. So um, as you know, Mini Melbourne has the archaeological dig where you can go and follow the Metro Tunnel. But they've got a we've got a competition coming up soon um, where kids can design one of the new train stations in Ooh, Mini Melbourne and, very and nice. submit it to um, to Metro Tunnel. So Ooh. that real life learning and you know. How cool to say, oh, this, this designer station was based on what I did in Minecraft. Ooh, I like that a lot. That's nice. Now, I want you to gaze into a crystal ball and I want you to take <laughs> us forward about 20 years or so and give us a feel for what does Digitech and STEM education look like? It's hard, isn't it? Because if you look back 20 years, you think, have we changed all that much? Have we? Oh. <laughs> in some ways, you really have. In some ways, we haven't. God, I hope um, so. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I'm a bit biased towards design thinking. My background um, is probably more with the design and technologies curriculum, you know, with the food and textiles element of it. So I really think design thinking is such an important part of digital 
tech and STEM. I think it's the thing that brings it all together. It, it, it sort of brings it to life. So I would like design thinking to become a greater focus and just sort of not be something that people have to think, have to talk about. Like it, it's, it's in there as part of it. And I'm also hoping that, you know, that Digitech... We, we haven't got the confusion anymore about what it is and what the what the definitions are. I'm hoping it, it'll just be a fully integrated part of the curriculum in all schools and that we've got teachers who are, you know, qualified and supported and confident and they can provide all these amazing opportunities to their students because regardless of what happens with the technology and regardless of where it goes, it's those good, confident happy teachers providing amazing opportunities for students that that's going to take things forward and that that's that's where i'm hoping we are in 20 years time rachel i love your enthusiasm and your passion is obvious to all anyone listening would think my god rachel's right into this and i can tell you right into it so look i tell you what if, if people want to contact you what's the best way they can reach you through through edumail yep. so i'm crellin.rachel.a yep. through the edumail that's the best or way. they can yeah, and we've also got a um, digital dot learning at Edumail um, email address too. Thank you, Rachel, for joining us today on the DLTV podcast. We look forward to catching up with you again shortly. Okay, thanks for having me. It was Thank- really exciting to talk to you. Good on you, Rachel. You take it easy. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the DLTV podcast. You can find all our podcasts on our website, dltv.vic.edu.au and on SoundCloud. Have a great day.